Welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. What's happening? That's Wells. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was being distracted by Jeff doing the proper upside-down rough pour on a can of Guinness. Yeah, which isn't really a can of Guinness, but it kind of is. is. Well, we'll, we'll be talk talking about, about that. We'll talk about we'll that. that. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about that. So, uh, what's been new? Um... I've been, uh, so all of my free dollars are getting spent at Grant's new place, uh, The Buzz, in Leslie Chapel. Um, you know, the first couple times I was there, I was like, you know, you, I, it'd be great if you could get like this kind of beer, this kind of beer. And so he, he uh, on recommendation, uh, started picking up some Divine Barrel. And I know this is really going to shock you both, but it became his like best selling beer. Like, what? Yeah, just and he was just buying like pretty much all of their stuff, and, and it was just it's been selling great, and so he's been kind of changing his stock around, and um, it's been great. But I'll go up there, and I'll I'm just that's where I'm spending my money. And so I kind of feel bad to a degree spending my money there instead of going to the brewery, you know, and supporting Divine directly. But right. you know, it does kind of support them indirectly, and you know, it's a heck of a lot closer. Well, I was going to say, why do you hate Divine Barrel's profit margins? Yes, that's what it is. Why does Divine Barrel hate uh, my gas mileage on my truck? Sounds like a personal problem. I yeah. Say, yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, to, to be fair, that is a fair. quite a journey for you. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. And and I even did the math one day because I was talking to one of my buddies, and he's like, "Oh yeah, but you're going to pay a markup, you know, at Grant's place as opposed to getting it from the brewery." I'm like, "Yeah, but." And then I did the math, and I'm like, it's still a better deal. Not to mention, you know, what's your time worth and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, you know, I get to kind of see him grow, and, and, it, and it's it's a, it's, a, it's a cool place to go. Nice. I really like going in there. I should say no. I always have. For as long as it's been over. Well, what about you? Went to Charleston and did none of my usual Charleston-y things. I had time for one brewery that I hit. Uh, every day that I was there, uh, New Realm. We've talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta-based brewery is. God, are we? I think it's this show that we're talking about them opening it is. there again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about them later on. But I went to their um, brewery on Daniel Island because I was on Daniel Island for the band Fish uh, for two nights, and it's a stone's throw away from that venue, so I can really see. If that venue is not just like set up for tennis tournaments and things, if it's set up for <laughs> concerts and stuff, nice. that is like the spot to meet up before any sort of show. Cool. Um, closes at 11 o'clock, so a little frustrating for me on a Tuesday, Wednesday night, you know, like yeah. no no after move on Daniel Island. But but damn, um, the beers were good enough. Had a, you know, had a fun little time with it. So A plus. Nice. Good job, New Realm. Nice. Then I uh, came back into town and resident culture. I was supposed to do a one-two punch of Burial was going to open their Charlotte location. Yes. And then things got delayed. No. I know. I know. They're like, oh, construction delays. And I'm like, you don't have your final occupancy yet. So you don't have your permit yet. Like, so you, they were really waiting to the last minute to like get all this in. Any just, update then now on when they're going to open, or is it just who no, knows? I okay. mean, who knows? But if they were smart, you know, that's this is kind of why you do a nice, quiet, soft open. I was about to say dollars to donuts. The what's the Asheville brewery that's opening up in that same general area? None of them. They're opening a tap room. Bramari. Yeah, Bramari. They're Asheville kind of based, aren't they? Yeah, but not the same area. Oh, okay. I thought that's, it was. No, that's over near the other resident culture location, not the... Uh, there we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah. Okay. Halfway. Well, Dollars to Donuts, do you think that one opens before Burial's place tap room bets, actually, ladies and gentlemen, actually opens? No, no. There's their Burial will be the next uh, okay. tap room open in Charlotte, like... Okay, fair enough. Uh, speaking of the next tap room in Charlotte, this comes as no shock to anybody in this room because we've known this is coming for a while, and we actually talked about this during their lawsuit, but Sycamore is now officially the largest independent brewery in Charlotte. Cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just edged out old Mecklenburg. Ugh. You know, they put out a lot of product. They do. And they are popular with a lot of people. They are. And they and also have an eight-state footprint. So, yep. of course you're going to be. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's going to be easy for you to bypass someone who's distributing fairly regionally. Oh, when you are absolutely in regionally. Yeah. I would love to see a heat map of all the brewer. Like, that's going to be some real hard plotting and everything, but I would like to see just like where every, where their sales are yeah. or anybody's sales are for right. that matter. Yeah. Or where they're getting pushed to, you know, yeah. like, is this a market that they wanted to be in or did they go into a market and then they kind of stalled out and they got pushed into the next market where they probably sold for a little bit until they stalled out. And then, and then, and then, and then, yeah, <clears throat> that's very possible. They just keep moving and moving and moving. Uh, I will say, you know, again, this is no shock to me. Um, we have a <clears throat> friend that we don't get to see a ton of, but when we do hang out, she knows that I'm into beer. So she always tries to buy beer for me, which is, let's Bless face her heart. it, always a nightmare. Yep. Because nine times out of ten, it's a Sycamore beer. Is your I'm friend like, listening to the show right now? No. Oh, good. No. <laughs> Embarrassing. Well, I, you know, like... But, but I mean, it's... One of those yeah, things, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very nice of her to do, and I appreciate there's a, it. And there's a I lot of options, I, you know. It, and at least she is trying to buy you beer that is local, local and independent. Yes, which you know, uh, even if it's not my favorite, even if it's somebody I don't care for, I would gladly take that with a smile on my face a thousand times over. Over, oh gee, thanks for. That the yeah. new blue moon seasonal, and then eventually I brought up and brought over enough triple C and Noda that she now just buys triple C and Noda. But for the longest time, it was the Sycamore IPA, and I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. She's just trying to keep it juicy. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, you know, if, if she's gifting it, you know, you're you're well, not and, in it. And, and like you said, though, you're right. I mean, I would take that over. Here's a blue moon, or here's you know somebody else. At least I know. Where that money is going to, it's going to somebody local and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of... New Realm. New Realm. They are opening yet another location. Yeah. This is what, number six? This will be number six. And it's the second um, location in Virginia. Um, they had opened one in Virginia Beach. That was their second spot. That was the former Green Flash facility that they took over. Um, and have since been kind of cruising up and down the eastern seaboard. As I said, uh, Daniel Island, uh, Charleston adjacent. Then they opened a Savannah location, Greenville. Uh, Greenville, we've talked about on the show. South Carolina is coming in the fall. What the heck? Like, what wins enough? Because six. I mean, I guess it's not as, you know, the, I guess the new leader on the New high score right now is what high wire with ten by the end of the year. <laughs> Six man, those are rookie numbers. They are, but you know, part of me wonders too how much of this is fueled by because if anybody that listens to the show forgot it was here first, they yeah. were going to do a place here, yeah, and bought the land before Charlotte really started to boom, right. And we were all pretty sure in this room that they bought it for an investment only, with no real plans to actually do anything here. And of I mean, course, they it's it's easy it. to it's easy to buy some land and then say you're going to do a thing with it and never do anything with it. Yes, we all, I'm sure, and I I don't mean to be too picky on both of y'all, but we are all guilty of buying stuff that we are going to use and do as like a project for this thing, and we never actually do it. It's still sitting in the box. Oh, you mean my Raspberry Pi that was going to be my retro machine that I've bought in three of now, and I've never actually like built the unit to put them in? No, no, forget that, brother. You need to go uh, pie hole. Yeah, I know. Network-wide ad blocking. Well, and I probably will, because I do have legitimately have three pies just sitting go. in that fucking drawer. There you that, go. Like, my original plan was, yes... Whole pies, Wells. Whole pies. Uh, my original He's plan. So confused. My original plan was to build a stand-up arcade machine and have that little guy run it. And there you, you, go. You, you see me doing that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, at, at the end of the day, though, I, we we see because we follow the news on this kind of stuff. We see a lot of breweries announcing, "We bought land. We're going to expand into this area," and it gets everybody excited. And then over the course of a year, it just quietly dies off. And suddenly it's like, oh, 
And then they're, hey, well, we're buying land over here, and we're gonna we're gonna put in a new brew pub, and it's gonna be state of the art, all this kind of stuff, and bells and whistles, and we're all like, uh. yeah. But what about the other two that you said you were gonna do? Like, are those dead? Yeah. Is this one actually gonna make it? So, I, like, I appreciate the fact that they're talking about doing this when they open it. Great. You know, until then, yeah, okay. I do think it's kind of interesting that Mitch Steele, former brewmaster from Stone, Mitch Steele. I know, coolest name in, in it here. Is. It still um, is. Leaves Stone behind and goes to start New Realm. Meanwhile, Stone has been having all sorts of issues. They've closed down their much-hyped uh, Germany, German brewery. Yes. Um, Which uh, famously, sorry, uh, for listeners that don't remember, this was over the pandemic. Three of us and Chris actually watched the documentary on Amazon about that opening and all the craziness that went on over there. Ooh. And now it's closed. Yeah. Basically, as soon as the documentary was finished. <laughs> and we're open. And, and we're closed. closed. Um, it's just wild to think, like, he escaped Stone's clutches, like, just in time. And now yeah. is opening up brewery number location number six. Yeah. So, hmm. And are these, like, breweries? Are these tap rooms only? You know, I was out on the patio for pretty much the whole time when I was there, so I don't know if it's a brew pub or not. Gotcha. I didn't, okay. uh, I didn't peek under the hood. I was just curious. Yeah, a lot of these are uh, brew pubs and like producing, especially like if they're one of those like also a distillery on site. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll they'll brew there, but I, I just don't know about the Daniel Island location. I gotcha. really should have paid closer attention, but you know. Fish stuff. Fish stuff. Were you distracted, yes. Mr. Wells? I was. I was very distracted. So if you uh, gentlemen remember, this has been a couple of years ago, we talked about the first U.S. brewery that was actually ran by monks, and it was going to be opening. Yeah, the first Trappist brewery. In the U.S. And Spencer Brewery. And it is no longer going to be here, because they're closing. Yes, uh, St. Joseph's Abbey is the church that was behind this, and pandemic just kind of did a one-two punch on them. They couldn't um, adjust recipes to, like, they couldn't really fit their niche, which is kind of strange. Well, like, but at the same time, Belgian Trappist beer is a very narrow market to begin with. Yes. So they and, were uh, already kind of always. Not kind of always, but kind of already has been on lock from a couple of places that for hundreds of years. Oh, sure. But it, there are only like a dozen Trappist breweries in the world, only one domestically. So you would think that the novelty of it would be enough to kind of attract some more attention. So, and this is a crazy conspiracy theory here. Yeah. But do you think at all that it's possible that people have become a little more turned off? Not not turned off from Belgian beer, not just because it's not a hazy IPA, it's not juicy, it's not whatever. Like, a, you know, you have to appreciate a Belgian beer to begin with. But I wonder how many people have been turned off who were maybe interested in Belgian beers and then were also interested in Game of Thrones, had those Omegang beers, and then said, yeah, this is Belgian beer, I'm out. That's a good question. Because as someone who can appreciate a Belgian beer, those were a train wreck. Yeah. God, they were disgusting. There was like one of them, I think, that was okay. And the rest of them were just like, this was was really bad, guys. Yeah, Yeah. there was some other article that I read that took a lazy stance and blamed um, hazy IPAs for killing this brewery. I'm like, but they didn't. Like, it's not like there's still enough market out there for non-hazy IPA beers. It's just that this brewery with its limited distribution footprint and unwillingness to put a tap room on premise kind of kneecapped them. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing when you're in Europe and your style options are German lager and Belgian style. Yeah. We have too many choices. Yes, we do. And that's the market we deserve. I mean, I'll say. What, I mean, 
we're sitting here drinking one of their six different beers on this show alone. Like, do you really want to whittle it down to two? Because technically, two are hoppy. But I mean, other than those two hoppy beers, the rest are all very diverse styles. Yes, you're absolutely right, though. Very true. Oh, our favorite brew pub, brewery, UK based assholes to talk about are back in the news. I know. Just as soon as we're done talking about Brewdog being terrible people that do awful things to their employees and whatever, uh, they're they're moving closer. They're going to be opening an Atlanta location. <sighs> I mean, look, I've I've kind of got my Atlanta spots pretty well hammered out at this point. Well, now you're going to have to have Brewdog. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Get you yeah. some. Punk IPA with some punk equity, bro. It's I just don't know if I'm gonna have the time to fit them in between two Monday night locations, one Orpheus location, and then oh for the love, what was that? No, I absolutely. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's, uh, go go hit the tasting list. We had it uh, last show. The one with the uh, the dot matrix printer stuff. The, yeah. Uh, um, um, Nope, there it is, there it is, there it is. Half Halfway crooks. crooks. Yeah, I, I just don't know if I'm going to have enough time for BrewDog. I mean, only and, and, only so many liver whatever's in a day. And you do know that Creature Comforts, I know, isn't in Atlanta, but it's Correct. not really that far away. Uh, Athens, it's what, 45 minutes away? Yeah, but if you're taking the interstate, you take a little detour into a sleepy little town, and then you drive another 15 minutes and you're in Athens. Okay, cool. Uh, it's never rooted that way for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've just not had an opportunity to have that detour happen. So Yeah, last time I was in that sleepy little town was literally the week before we shut down as a country. And my plan was to go down to Athens to go hit Creature Comforts. And my boss said, you need to go home. They're shutting down the call centers. And I said, okay. Bye. I, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> But I was literally going to go that weekend to go hit up Creature Comforts. So, anyways, uh, back to this. Yeah, Brewdog. What do you know? They're making more places in the U.S. for less people to care about than before. Yeah, I, you know, it's, so it's weird because we're talking about you know New Realm, and it's like, oh, they're expanding, and that's kind of cool. And then we talk about Brewdog. It's like, you know, if you if if we have a bad opinion of you, Brewdog, adding more locations isn't going to change that. No, it's just one more spot for me to ignore. Yep. Right. Exactly. And that's a realm, to be honest, I just haven't formed an opinion because I don't know really anything about him. And I think that's absolutely fair. I'm weirdly neutral on New Realm as well, considering I've been to, I've visited them three different times, two different locations. So I still don't have an opinion. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But they're also not out in the news being assholes like Brewdog. So there's that. That's correct. So. You know, better to keep your mouth shut and keep people guessing than open it and prove people right or wrong. That's right. Uh, So I read this story and I found it kind of interesting while you threw this in there, but it's the question of why 12 ounces versus 16 ounces when it comes to cans. Yes. And it... it, I'm trying to formulate my, my words here. It all depends. I mean, it depends on a lot of factors, um, but namely, like, what type of canning line a brewery ended up with, like, what they could find when they decided to get into cans and away from bottles. Yes. And some breweries landed on 12 ounces. Some breweries landed on, you know, pint cans as the new norm. Um, Not many breweries have the ability to do both. Um those breweries that can package in both uh, 12 ounce and 16 ounce format. Um, It's, you know, it's a couple of interviews with different breweries and kind of getting inside their head and letting you know where I'm, God, I'm distracted today. Are there any breweries in Charlotte that can do both? To my knowledge, no. Okay, I didn't think so. Say, so I thought they were either one or the other. Yeah, um, everybody just kind of, at least locally, pint can is king. Yeah, pint, definitely pint can is king. And, you know, one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, we used to talk about quite a bit on the show was beer math. Mm-hmm. And they actually talk about that as a talking point in this of, you know, when you look at a 
four pack, if they were to convert that same price over, you're actually going to be paying more for the twelve pack or for the six pack of the twelve ounce cans. Which I was like, hmm. Although that beer math gets really hard when you also look at how much you're spending, depending on where you go, for some of these four packs. When I'm paying twenty plus a pop for a four pack for some of this stuff, and and even then, like <clears throat> I couldn't imagine how much that would cost if it was in a twelve ounce six pack. Then if it's twenty bucks for a four pack. Maybe. I mean, and it depends. And there's, you know, a brewery in town that's selling an Imperial IPA in a four-pack for $8. And then you're probably looking at another four-pack of regular IPA, and it's $17. Yep. And then you've got a two-pack of apple brandy barrel-aged Imperial Stout, and it's like $22 for a pair. And it's, you know, it's just... We've always been... We've always dealt with this... It's just the package format was a little more varied. Yes. And, you know, of course, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't because it was either 12 ounce bottles or bombers or I guess 750s, right? Which 750 and a bomber is about the same. And then Wicked Weed came out. We all had a meltdown because we were trying to do beer math on a 500 milliliter bottle or something. Yep. Dude, I saw um, Dark, Dark Angel. Is that the, the cherry sour that they do? Yeah, yeah it's, at the so. te- it's at the teeter now. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. People, they, they would have like release events and people would go wait in line for that beer. Oh, it's, yeah. It's at the teeter now. It's just like any of those AB Bev owned places that, you know, the stuff that you used to covet is now just freely available at your local teeter. They squeeze all the special out of it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, another point that this article does make is... And it's a good point of the 12 versus 16. If I maybe just want like a beer or two, or I want like, you know, I, I'm going to finish this tonight. Yeah. I would rather finish four than six. Sure, sure. sure. That was not my point. That yeah. was their point. Sure. And like, that's okay. a, I, and that may be a, an approach to drinking that I don't necessarily share. Um, to me, it's more of, I want a beer, and if I'm only going to have one, I'd rather have 16 than I would 12. Sure. But if I want a beer, and the beer that I want is in a 12, I'll have two 12s. I'm an adult. Are you? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm. Last time I checked. Okay. And then you've got breweries like Bless Them, Revolution, that love packaging you know, canning up these 15%. You'll never uh, know. Cognac barrel aged barley wines and things. But thank goodness they are putting these in 12 ounce cans instead yeah. of six. If, if this was in a pint can, I think this would be a non-starter for me. Weirdly. <laughs> like I, I just don't see myself. There's a mental block, even though like just that additional four ounces, but that's 30% more beer. Like I'm not going to sit down with, a pint can of a 15%. Like, yeah, I don't know what Josh did with it, but we had that stovepipe of uh, Death Star. Yeah, I don't know where it is. Probably but, up uh, there in that mess somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it is it, it is a little more intimidating to look at a 14 or 15% beer. I mean, shoot, I can drink one of these Rev cans, and I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah. Like, I'm not driving anywhere, but I'm also not, like, you know, blackout drunk or puking or anything like that. So, right. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like their their barrel aged stuff in a bigger format would could be a real problem. Uh, I do like when I see their, I, you know, I like picking up the suitcase of their IPAs whenever I'm, I'm back home because um, it's just you know there's rarely a, a, a turd in the box. Yeah. Um, but then they'll have like their turd in the box. What is this, Bramari? Uh-huh. Uh, then. Uh, you know, I'll see like their brunch hero, you know, their blood orange DDH IPA and those come in 16s. And that's a, that's a fun beer to drink as a, as a 16 ounce. So I, you know, it works. It some, does. Some beers, I think, you know, and like I, I struggle with this with a lot of these hazies because, you know, for, especially in town, the breweries that are making, putting out the hazies tend to put them in 16 ounce cans. And I can't get through 16 ounces of a lot of those hazy IPAs. Right. Yeah, I was going to say for you, I, I'm sure that really sucks. But for me and Wells, it's just like, bring it on. Let's go. Yeah. 
But yeah, somebody if you're not into like it would be like <clears throat> typically I'm not into sours, so making me drink a sixteen yeah, you haven't poured that yet. Let's see if you're gonna rinse that out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will. Um trying to make me drink a pint can of sour. It'd, it'd be a non starter. I probably couldn't do it. Yeah. And even then, like I feel like pool beer does better in a twelve ounce format as well. Yeah, if you're going to be out in the sun for a prolonged period of time, like it's you know thirty percent less beer to get warm. Yeah, because that's what usually happens. I'll, I'll go out with a a pint can, and sure enough, about the time that I'm down about the last quarter of it, it's starting to get warm and gross. And even with a koozie, like because right. I am right. like a koozie commander over here. But uh, you don't go koozie commando. Ooh. Well, so one of the other points in this article it made, and I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts are, because I thought it was a weird point to make, to be honest. As they said, you have less chance of oxidation in a 16-ounce can than you do a 12-ounce can, which I'm thinking, don't cans not have that problem to begin with, typically? Unless you have a bad canning run? Unless they're talking about, like, as you leave it open... And slowly drink it over an eight-hour period? Maybe. It's the like the same amount of headspace on a 12-ounce can, same amount of headspace on a 16-ounce can. What's the percentage of okay. that little bit of headspace in terms of the total can size? 12-ounce can has a higher percentage of air. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That could, if they don't have proper... you know, Canning, te- canning, canning techniques. Exactly. Okay. Like you could be spoiling for a fight. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense because at first when I read that point, I was like, huh? Oh, yeah. I, huh? I I know what you mean because I had to reread that section myself. I'm like, oh. So, I, I mean, it's kind of a dry, interesting article um, that even, it, it makes me think about things that I've never really, that I've just kind of taken for granted as knowing already, but it's like, well, why do I know this and accept this as the way it is? Right. Well, and you know, what really got me thinking about this is, and I don't know why, but give me Snappa and four pint cans. Yeah, please. You can buy that. Yeah. Where? Teeter. I've never seen it in like 16 ounce cans. I've seen torpedoes too. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's just... Are they singles only? They're four packs. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, cardboard wrapped. Okay, maybe I've just missed them then. Yeah, apparently. or maybe mine isn't carrying them. Could be because all I see is the you know the twelve pack or the bottles or the mix packs. I haven't seen any of the four packs over there. Hmm. Okay. Well, now that I know, I'll be on the hunt for a four pack of Snappa because that would just make my day. Like, ooh, I get a four pack of Snappa. Or I don't know. I mean, with something like a, a Snappa, just give me a twelve ounce or twelve pack of twelve ounce cans and call it a day. I don't really want to think about how many of these things I can session at a time. Yeah, that's, that's true. They're, they're good really point. good. Like they are. I just don't want to stop. Yeah. Have it get warm and backwashy. Mm, warm and backwashy. No, Speaking and one of warm and backwashy. One last point I'll make and then we can go ahead and go to break is I don't know about you guys, but I do miss the days of bottles. In what context are you missing bottles? I guess the biggest context is stouts. When it's stout season and a lot of these stouts that I like to drink and they're now coming in cans and it's just not as fun. Okay. Um, But I will say that one part out of the 10 things that I like and don't like about drinking beer. That's that's like one out of the 10. The other nine, I enjoy having cans. Okay. They're easier to transport. Yes. They're easier to store. Yes. They don't break when I drop them. Yes. Um, Cheaper and easier to ship if you're doing... If you're, I mean, not that I would do that kind of thing, but if I did. You're at four. Oh, yeah. You'll be that asshole. Huh? <laughs> uh, price point, they tend to be a little cheaper. You're at five. Because, um, you know, for bomber price. Well, well, yeah, here's, here's where I was landing, too. 22 ounces of a stout versus... 16 or 12 ounces yep. of a stout. And again, it's easier. Again, 22 we're talking is about just form. a bridge too far for yeah. me. For, format and packaging, I can solo a 16 ounce stout, you know, easier than I can a 22, even though I can do that. It's just, I got to pace myself, take yeah. the day, you know. 
Fair, fair enough. I don't know. I just this article really got me thinking about that. Like I miss some of those days of oh sure, like of I, getting some of those big stouts and and a, literally like drinking out of that bottle yep. all day. Like yeah, for pour. bottle share purposes too. Pour a little bit. Pour a little bit. Pour bomber little bit. is king. Yes. yes, you know you take a twenty-two ounce bomber to a share, and that sucker can get split so many more ways yes. than. If it's a twelve ounce format, and then you got to really like pick and choose who uh-huh. you're sharing this. Thing oh, look, with. can confirm uh, at Whales for Wishes, and I rolled in with a couple Revolution cans, and you know everybody's got these crazy stouts from all sorts of places that have all sorts of stuff in it. I crack mine open, and it was like you know a big flock of crows on some roadkill or something <laughs> like that. I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and grab this can back because I I want to. I want to. There's hardly any left. I wanted to save some. Yeah. But, you know, like everybody gets to try it. And that's what, you know, that's the point. It's well, fine. and I was going to say, I can remember, too, taking like 12-ounce cans to a bottle share, and I'd have to take two of them because yes. I wanted to make sure that there was enough to go around versus yes. here's this nice, convenient bomber. Yep. All right. One last point. Ver- against cans in my eyes. Sure. The space hippie in me hates it because I know the shit isn't getting recycled. Either I put, w- it, I put sure. it in my bin. God knows where it goes. No. It's not getting reused. Bottles, I feel like, still are getting recycled because they're a rare thing these days. There's not as many glass bottles out there. Not plastic, glass. I understand, but aluminum is infinitely recyclable, right? Yeah, but they don't fucking recycle it. it. That's the problem, right? This city doesn't. You know that. I don't know that. Yeah, you do. We've talked about it. Yeah. I must have forgotten. Yeah, they don't fucking recycle anything here. They end up selling half of it off as scrap metal. Oh, fun. Yeah, isn't that cool? So that upsets me a little bit, too. I don't know why it, it does. It's not getting recycled. Whereas nobody's going to buy glass, so they don't have a choice. They have to recycle it. I think the, my main gripe about um, glass bottles is every Monday morning when the... Well, every other Monday morning, I guess, when the recycling truck... The clang, clang, clang. Clang, clang, clang comes around and just immediately outs me to my entire street. I'm just like, look. I had some people over... Look, I might be an alcoholic, okay? Just ignore the sound you're hearing. And, you know, and again, talking about a big bottle share and the the times that we would all be out and we'd be in a big group and then you just kind of see the bottle carnage. Like, it's impressive. It's all these different height bottles, different yep. width bottles. And, and like, even, at, again, at Whales for Wishes, you know, they always have their big wall where they put up everything and now it's all cans and it's like, that's not nearly as impressive yeah, it's not. But, you're right. You know. You're absolutely right. All right. Are we ready for break? Let's do it. We'll be back in 30. By no buy time, I'll explain how it works. It's pretty simple. We've been drinking beer on the show, and we rate things one or a zero. And I'm going to explain why I am back to beer already. That that... lasted all of like a week. Maybe two. We were supportive. About two. Uh, So number one, I will blame these beverages that we're having. (laughs) So we're getting back on on the horse. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Because you drink them and you go, there's something missing here. And I know what it is, and I don't like it. And when I've got a four-pack of the real thing sitting in there, it's real easy after three of those to go, oh, fuck this. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. It, this is over. This is stupid. However, I do now know my my specific use case for those beers, which I'll okay. talk about. I'm, I'm interested to hear that. So, so what we, is the first we've got, we've non-alcoholic got a, we've beer We've got a trio up. of non-alcoholic beers, and then we'll get into the regular stuff in a, in a minute. Uh, the first two up are from the Athletic Brewing Company, which was like one of the... One of the biggest names biggest, in NA beers. Or just in beer general. Yeah, like yeah. They were like top 25 producers yes. this year or something. Yes. And so their first one is called Raising Upside Dawn, and it's a golden ale. And it, uh, it tastes like um, somebody left ice in my beer. It's zero, um, less than zero point five percent ABV. Yes, forty five calories per can. So, I, like, I, 
I can appreciate that they're trying to call that out, although and like it doesn't to reduce gluten too. It, it doesn't mean anything to me until everybody does it, you know. Because okay, so so this is that this is you know forty five, but is that a lot for a a watered down golden ale? I don't know. When like a Mick Ultra or something is you know ninety six, I think. Well, then yeah, that would if that's, if that's the case, and that would explain why these guys are selling so well. If they are, you know, so assuming you know they're truth in advertising and all that, forty five calories. Right. I mean the the Mick Ultra crowd should be devouring this. Yes. Because it tastes better than a Mick Ultra. Yes. <laughs> Barely. Percent, yes. Barely. Now, I don't know about well. Yeah. Um. But let's do our official buy no buys. On yeah, I, I I don't I don't like I don't buy goldens generally anyway. Like I might as a palate changer, you know, at a brewery. But right. Oh come on, hit my truck. Let's see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> just if you see so you're not, if you see it shake real hard, let me know so I can run out there real quick. Yeah, I'm not. I couldn't even tell you the last time I bought a golden nail myself. Yeah. But honestly. This one is really good to me. All right. Um, it could be first beer syndrome, but I'm with Josh. I you think there was sample. kind of like a little something missing, but um, I did not hate this. It had a peculiar after flavor to it that I found carried over into our next beer, and I can't quite put my finger on what that is. There's an uncomfortable commonality between the two that I think I was kind of cool with it in the golden ale and, Anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. But surprisingly enough, I'm buying this. Can't believe it. Josh. Uh, I'm actually right there with you. This is out of the two from Athletic that I could find. Uh, we're about to have the next one up. I actually prefer this one streets ahead of the other one. Yep. And it's quite amazing. But I also think, you know, so you, I, I know Wells has already said it. Josh, I'm sure, assuming you're going to be in the same boat. You're not buying this style a lot anyway. No, I'm not. So so if there's going to be, like, if you were to go to, if you were a huge Burger King fan and you went and you got the Impossible Whopper or whatever it is, right. and you ate Whoppers all the time, you're going to have a harder, harder time with it than if it's someplace you never go to. Valid and you point. Try it and you're like, I don't, your frame of reference isn't as valid as it is for our next beer up. Yes, which is what? Uh, Run Wild. The Athletic Brewing's IPA, uh, 65 calories, you know, because it's serious business. Serious business. Um, th- this, too, reminds me of hop water. It has some hops. There's just, it's got a little more bite to it, I guess. Like, But it, to your point, well, it feels like it's, it's still missing something. It's just, it's very thin. It's very weak, which, again, you know... For a 65 calorie beer, you could crush a suitcase of this and probably be about the same as you know two cans of a Imperial IPA. Why you would do that to yourself, I you know like. Or you could just have a shot of liquor and actually be feeling good. Fair enough. Um, you know, I I still don't really see. And again, so I feel like this is why this beer probably doesn't resonate for any of us because yes. we spend so much time drinking IPAs and dissecting IPAs that yes. Having this beer is like, oh, yeah, I see what they're trying for. This just tastes like a bad IPA. Bingo. As opposed to when's the last time we had a golden ale on the show? Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I don't even know that Wells and I need to know by this because I'm pretty sure we're going to. <laughs> I'm uh, definitely going to know by it. God, this, <laughs> this, this feels like a diet IPA to me. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and maybe, Jeff, you are right where... Because I am so well-versed in this style, I know what I should be tasting, and I'm not getting any of it yep. at all. Whereas that golden, to your point, I don't really order goldens. I don't drink golden, so maybe that's where I'm like, ah, this isn't bad. I could deal with this. Yeah, this tastes like a shitty IPA that somebody just filtered all the joy out of. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I mean, to your point, you said hop water. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Like, there's no... There's no Bitterness. It, it, it's like there once was, and then in removing the alcohol, they removed like what parts of this IPA could have brought me joy. But yeah, do I you do this. you guys remember the Lagunitas hop water that oh, we yeah. did? Yeah, I would rather have that than for this. Sure. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. All day, every day. Every, yeah, absolutely. That thing tastes like like I, dang. That was that was but also water. but but also that's hop water. It's not trying to pretend to be anything else. It's not okay. saying like hey we're we're kind of a beer. 
But how is hop-infused water like have more of a hop present? I mean, like because Lagunitas knows how to hop beer, so they're going to know how to hop water. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Athletic is is new. I, I don't doubt they will improve on this and it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, they're selling now, so. Which uh, what do that, I know? That is the curious question. I don't know if you two have ever actually paid attention to the price points of these. No. Do you know how much they cost for a six pack? It was like twelve bucks, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's you know comparable. Yeah, it's comparable to what Sierra Nevada a craft beer is that has alcohol in it, and then you drink that and you go, "Well, fuck right off, athletic." I'm not doing this. I mean, for that matter, I mean you you know Diet Coke tastes the same as regular Coke. Mm. What? You crazy? T- no, I'm sorry. Cost the same. I didn't mean to. I said. Okay, there we go. I meant cost. Okay, there, there <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like. Yeah, I'm, I'm like. Sorry. Why are you like? Is there some other math I don't know about? I'm like. Oh, I said taste, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. Diet Coke costs the, the same as regular Coke. Yes, it does. That's true. Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. Um, I don't know. I just pardon. Sorry. That that part was weird to me. And once we get through this last one, I'll actually. This, I'll tell I'm, you my I'm, use case. I need this use case because, like, I'm struggling because this one is the All worst. All right. What's the for final me, NA the beer? This uh, is the worst of the three for me. This is Guinness Zero. Non-alcoholic draft contains less than 0.5% alcohol by volume. It is a pint can. Actually, it's not a full pint. It's a 14.9 ounce. Yep. Cause <laughs> you got, well, because you got that widget in there. Oh. So it actually does, you know, to their credit, it does have a nitro widget. So you need a, a big glass, you need to crack it open, you need to turn that sucker upside down and dump it yep. in that glass. Um, get that nitro pour going, that baby. Nitro, yeah. Um, that being said, uh, where the other two tasted like watered down beer, this 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 was worse somehow. Uh, this was disgusting. I don't I don't ever want to try this again. Wow. Well, it looked like Guinness. And it smelled a little bit like Guinness in the same way that Diet Coke and regular Coke look the same and kind of smell the same. But once you get into the taste aspect of this, um, there really isn't any defending it. Um, I think this would be great to drop a shot of whiskey in. I don't know why. Uh, hey, uh, but can I, think- I get a non-alcoholic beer from my <laughs> Boilermaker, please? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Yeah. It, it's kind of like do some Irish car bombs. You got any of that Guinness Zero? <laughs> well, it's like when I went and got my first Impossible Whopper, and can you add bacon to that? And they yeah. came back and they're like, "Excuse me." I said, "Yes, can you add bacon, <laughs> bacon to that, to please?" That. Like, I want to give this a shot, but I want to see how this stacks up to yeah. a regular burger. I want meat on it too. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I can't. With I'm this. not here out of principle. Okay, like <laughs> if if this is really like what now I'm. I don't know that much about any beers. And Josh, I got to tell you, a little upset that you like quit so early in the things because I'm like, hey, I can, you know, maybe learn a couple things over the next couple recordings. And now I'm just not. Well, what are we going to learn? We've, we've had the three big ones. Yeah. Well, uh, other than like Stillwater, which I, I don't see around my part of town. Okay. So. Uh, but concerning the Guinness, uh, never again. Uh, Josh, what do you think of this abomination? I mean, this. Beverage. So this was the one that did honestly piss me off the most uh, because, you know, I I see the can. I'm like, this is like going to be probably the closest to the experience of drinking a Guinness. And like we've said, it pours like a Guinness. It even smells like a Guinness, but it, it does not taste like a Guinness. And that's where my use case came in. Are you ready? I'm I'm. With bated breath. So, you know those nights where you've had maybe a little too much, but you can't stop yourself and you keep going in? Sure. Oh, what do you know? You're grabbing in A-beers. Yes, because that's the... And then your brain doesn't really recognize what's going on because it thinks, oh, you're drinking beer. Yes. You're not. Yes, because when I don't have the self-control to stop drinking, I do have the self-control to grab the N.A. beer that I know is disgusting. Yes. Yes. That'll make you not want to drink the rest of the night. You'll just stop. That is the only use case, honestly, I could figure out. Did because you drink too much and get sick? No, I got sick because I was drinking that non-alcoholic stuff. I mean, honestly, the the whole reason why I did decide, fuck this, I can't do this, was having these three beers. Yep. Because they were just missing that. And I would have been better off just pretending they didn't exist. Yep. Plain and simple. 
like rather than having in a beer just going cold turkey and yeah. calling it a day. Yeah. Got it. I would have been way better off doing that because having these just did nothing but piss me off and go, (laughs) okay, this IPA sucks. I've got a fucking four pack of IPA in there. Why am I not just drinking that? And look, I understand like if you've got to do this for health reasons, you know, and you, you actually cannot drink or, you know, intake alcohol at all anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, different circumstances. Yes. These might be viable solutions. Josh trying to lose weight. Yeah. I'll just work out harder. Yeah, I'd rather just work or out. Start harder. working out. No, I do work out, but I will just work out harder. Do you even lift? Do, I do lift, bruh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, honestly, so I how do you just... work out harder? Do you take a Viagra beforehand? Yes. And... Hey, yes, hey. exactly. You better be careful with those free weights, dude. I know it's a good way to lose a testicle. All right, Jeff. We're now into the actual beer. Beer. What is our first beer? Beer up. Oh, thank um, God. Okay, so Divine Burial now has a flagship IPA, which is weird to me. I think it's weird because they've been open for a couple of years now, and normally a brewery will open and they'll have one that that they just keep on all the time, and it kind of becomes their de facto flagship. Yep. Or one that they're really proud of, and they turn it into their flagship. Um, when I look at a lot of what Divine Barrel makes. Uh, you know, every week they've got a West Coast IPA that has some mixture of Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic. And sometimes it's, you know, Simcoe, Mosaic, and Citra. And sometimes it's Mosaic, Simcoe, and Citra. Sometimes it's Idaho 7 thrown in for good yeah, measure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just to mix it up a little bit. Which isn't to say there's anything wrong with that. But I think it does kind of point to, like, they have a recipe that they make. And it's kind of their base for, for their IPAs. And then they tweak off of that. Um, and so maybe that's where this is going. But Universal Language is a West Coast style IPA with Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic. Comes in at 6.5%. It's their standard West Coast uh, recipe that they use. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's delicious. It is uh, a little dry. Um, I wouldn't mind just a touch of sweetness in it, but uh, I, I really like it. It's what I look for in, in a Divine Barrel West Coast IPA. Um, big buy. Wells? Like, I, I think I already knew that I was going to like this, you know, 6.5% West Coast Divine Barrel. Like, and the math checks out. This is exactly what I was expecting. Checks out the boxes. Surprise, surprise. I really enjoy this. And something, uh, when I went and picked up uh, these cans the other day, the bartender said to me, our accounts are going to be so happy with us right now. And I had this flashback back to my beer selling days. If you're trying to sell things that are always rotating, it is so hard. Whereas if you have like five things and then some other seasonals, um, it's, I mean, that's a good way of getting two taps right there. You've got one that's always on tap, you know, bartenders or, I mean, bars can kind of, budget a little bit better, um, make their menus a little bit more permanent rather than having just a divine barrel rotator. Um, this is going to see, this is going to result in increased sales for DB. Yeah. Well, you know, like was that grants and, you know, he was kind of walking me through like his menu and, you know, number three is always going to be, you know, some kind of lagered beer or a Kolsch or something like that. And number four is going to be an IPA and number five is always going to be a hazy. And, you Mm -hmm. know, going down that line, it's a lot easier to get into that rotation when you've got like a consistent, you know, and it's not like, well, you know, not that I've got a problem with them, but, you know, like moving to Montana or Dank Zappa or, 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 you know, which one was it that I liked? Oh, yes. Universal language. Bingo. And a good name for a flagship beer, right? Mm -hmm. Universal language. It's the West Coast IPA that we all love. Yeah. Your thoughts, Josh? So, DB's been open how long now? Four years? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yes? Yes. I mean, that's what that is. I just left it there in case you wanted to pour more, but... Um, So, being there for four years, finally actually having a flagship beer, uh, Wells, going back to your point, I cannot imagine the stress it puts on a sales rep of having this constantly rotating IPA. Yeah. Even talking to Grant, like <laughs> we were, we were both kind of chuckling about, um, I saw, like, I used to have, I, I used to be in this habit of going up to DB sometimes weekly to get the drop. 
Yeah. You know, and it's, and, and, you know, inevitably it's, you know, a West Coast IPA with citrus, Simcoe, and Mosaic or some, you know, variation thereof. And, and he was even like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's a, it, it becomes a lot to buy. So you think about having cans of Dank Zappa on the shelf. Yep. And then, you know, moving to Montana comes out and then Bird Law. And then, and then and some of those aren't interchangeable necessarily, but now you start crowding your own shelf space. Yes. I think this makes it a lot easier for them to get into more places. 100%. Super happy for them on this. Yeah. And uh, this is a big buy. Absolutely dig this beer. Jeff, next beer up that um, I'm hardly disappointed myself with for some reason. I know what's coming. Um, so is that Whales for Wishes? I was talking to Mark as we were wrapping up, and we were kind of joking around about you know being on the show and all that kind of stuff. And he handed me a couple of cans to bring over uh, for y'all. Um, and, and so they were part of a – these particular cans weren't part of the raffle, but he had some of these cans in a raffle. Um, this, first, this was from uh, Angry Chair in Florida. It's called Blue Puffs. And so it's a uh, Berliner Weiss style, you know, so like uh, juice bomb kind of deal. Uh, blueberries and marshmallow. And, um, I, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about this in principle. I didn't like it as an idea. I'm looking at how much residue it leaves on the glass. Like it kind of grosses me out, but um, I kind of like drinking it. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to oddly buy this one. Um, it was blueberry and marshmallow and chewy and I don't know why I liked it but I did well Well, it is as advertised uh, anybody who grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons and eating overly sugared cereal can kind of vibe with a spear sugar coated chocolate frosted bombs yeah sure Um, blueberry some blueberry yeah I mean this this does kind of remind me of blueberry and I mean I think blue puffs kind of alludes to that a little bit too um i think it's supposed to be peeps peeps oh is it sure okay what marshmallow and you know well like it's, it's like a bird i like this more than i thought it would but not really enough for me to buy it i think it's a, a neat curiosity oh, for sure uh didn't hate it but my money not so much josh i hate myself for buying the spear i really do <laughs> i hate myself for buying the spear it's way better than i thought it was gonna be it's like a fucking slushy, and it's a savory slushy, not like an overly sugary slushy. Yeah, and it, it, that's for being weird. A sour, it's not really it's not acidic sour at all. Yeah, yeah there's no the marshmallow. Really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But it's not too much marshmallow, mm-hmm. which was no. Pleasant. It's yeah. it's well made. It was a lot though. It's just fucking crazy that it's that well made. Yep. So yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up. Uh, so some months ago we were talking about the. Fobab competition up in Chicago is uh, Chicago. I can't remember what the first letters were for, but it's about barrel aged beers. You know, like basically, you know, using festival of there you go, festival of barrel aged beers. And so it was just all beers that had gone through some sort of wood treatment. Um, <laughs> our local resident culture got first place for their wild ale sympathetic, um, winning first place, or I guess second place was. Um, Revolution's very special old jacket. And um, thanks to uh, Tony and Jason for uh, sending their last can, more or less in trade for that bottle of Sympathetic that we sent. Um, So this is like, we've had straight jacket on the show. It's just their English barley wine that's barrel aged. Um, But this is a cuvee of their English barley wines aged between two and four years in their favorite bourbon barrels. Um, and I thought, well, you know, like it's going to be good. It's a revolution. I know it's going to be great. It's, it's a like, black whatever. Top. And I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is very special. It's very, very special. Um, I can't believe I'm surprised by this beer. I'm, I'm, I'll buy it. Fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> It is very special. It's got just a little bit of alcohol burn, but a nice uh, toffee presence throughout. It is old. It's got a hint of uh, sherry oxidization, which I really enjoy in this, and it makes me want to jacket. Very special old jacket, bada bing, bada boom, whatever. I'll be here all week. <laughs> I mean, it's a buy. Of yeah. course it is. Of course it is. 
Of course it is. Of course it is. Josh. I mean, do we really need to ask? No. All right, so it's time for Ad Tap That's Pretty Simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, which very special old jacket is going to go in our kegerator? Uh, for me, it's the very, very special <laughs> jacket. Just the regular very special old jacket. Um, I mean, you know, the, the other alcoholic beers tonight did a good showing. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just not even fair. Yeah. It's really not even fair. No, it's not. But that's it, the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, it. I mean, we are to the point that... <coughs> The three of us need to go to Revolution, I think, at some point in the near future. Yep. Now that travel isn't so scary, although it's getting scary again because yeah. COVID's back again. Oh, no, monkeypox. Well, yeah, that too. That, that, that as well. Let's, uh, we, we can start planning something for uh, 23. I would like to because I really would like to go. I, you know, and, and I think it'd be a ton of fun to go up and, and hit Rev and... Uh, that you know, pipeworks. Oh yeah, I forgot about pipeworks. You know, and, and and those are just the two that I can think of off the top of my head because my brain's shutting down. But a lot of other good breweries out there. You know, it's it's a fun place. Yeah, I'd love to go. So Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Uh, come find us on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Uh, you can find links to our old episodes. We've got a Patreon link uh, now that Patreon finally started using. Uh, embeds correctly again and they were broken for like two or three days ah, um, good times. but uh, you know we have for the, you know thanks to the folks that do support us uh, over Patreon we appreciate that a lot um, you know support us if you want by uh, sharing us with somebody you know um, meanwhile you know you can hit us up uh, facebook.com slash craft beer cast or uh, slide into Josh's DMs on the Twitters at CBCast. Wells, where can they find you? Or slide into Wells's DMs on Instagram at CraftBeerCast. Oh, yeah. I do need to log in and actually use that. Sorry. I've been um, going places and not really taking pictures. But, yeah, I, find I me on Instagram at CraftBeerCast. Also, uh, find me on my own personal one at all the Wells. Uh, Josh, where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. As Jeff said, tell a friend, tell somebody. You've been listening to us for all these years. We're still hanging in there, not going anywhere anytime soon. We have a subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. If you want to post story ideas, news articles, beer trades, show topics, whatever you want, you will get a couple of upvotes at least. Doot doot. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.